in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Pelton. In today's program we look to Bremerhaven and the German Immigration Center and I will introduce to you two CDs focusing on just one song. So stay tuned. But first the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The News with Nina Paula. Bremen. The state Bremen in northern Germany has introduced a speed limit on the Autobahn. From now on, the maximum speed allowed is 120 km per hour. In practical terms, the change is not a big one. It only affects 11 km of Autobahn connecting the cities of Bremen and Bremerhaven. Nevertheless, the change is symbolically huge in a country where the freedom of the road has always been an escape from regimented urban life. Bremen's environment minister called the move a signal for the protection of the environment and climate. Bremen is a pioneer, he said. Berlin. The Deutsche Bahn train company has denied a traveling Holocaust memorial exhibit access to Berlin's central station. Organizers insist the deportation exhibit should be shown in the busy hub and rejected the smaller station that Deutsche Bahn offered as an alternative. Berlin Mayor Klaus Wowereit urged Deutsche Bahn to find an appropriate place in the central station for the exhibit. The Holocaust was thought out and planned in the German capital, he said. Berlin's Jews were systematically brought by the Nazis to death camps and by train. In May, the exhibit will arrive in Auschwitz, one of the Nazis' most deadly concentration camps. Berlin. Eastern Germany looks to India for investment. The German transport minister Wolfgang Tiefensee said that promoting investment in India is worth the effort. The Indian economy is booming and Germany's eastern states are appearing increasingly attractive to Indian companies. While it may seem strange to outsiders that developed nations like Germany would be looking for investment from a developing country, experts paint a different picture. India has been developing into a key destination for foreign investment. Foreign direct investment by Indian companies already overtook investment flowing into India in 2007. This includes the IT sector as well as the chemical industry along with the automotive sector and mechanical engineering industries. Berlin. Paved rooms, smiling beds and cultural interrogations. This is the fifth Berlin Biennale and even New York is watching. The exhibition features the work of over 100 international artists and performers from more than 30 countries. There are for example black and white Mexican drawings of monsters, Romanian political paintings next to Japanese photographs insinuating prostitution in a park. But there are also outdoor objects and creations. Along the Berlin Wall's death strip between the districts of Kreuzberg and Mitte, artists created installations that stir memories of what this place was and how historically loaded it remains. Nürnberg. 
Little polar bear cub Snowflake made her first public appearance. She charmed the international media and even took a little dip in the pool of her enclosure. Live television pictures of Snowflake were transmitted around the world, even as far as Japan. From now on, the bear, who now weighs almost 22 kilos, can be seen twice a day. The zoo expects up to 25,000 visitors a day. Zoo director Doug Enke called for action against global warming, which was threatening the natural habitat of polar bears. People shouldn't see Snowflake as a little teddy, but as a symbol, he said. Snowflake was born in Nuremberg Zoo last December and has been hand-reared by a team of four keepers since January, when she was taken away from her mother Vera, who kept dropping her on the hard rock floor. Bremerhaven is a small city in northern Germany, but the town is famous abroad and on this side of the Atlantic as well. Bremerhaven was the beginning for many, many Germans to leave their country and to come with hopes and dreams to America. The German Immigration Center documents the history and the struggle of millions of Germans who left their home to find a new home in the new world. On a recent trip, I talked to the director of the museum, Dr. Simone Eich. Mrs. Eich, why is there a German immigration center? Um, I think it's because it's a very um, um, emotional uh, theme and um, it is something that in Germany um, was always um, up to date to say um, people coming to Germany and they are leaving and um, in Bremerhaven we are showing the immigration from 1830 to 1974, the historical migration, and we are showing the migration today. So we want to show migration as a um, theme that everybody um, is interested in. The museum was opened in 2005, why so late? That's because it's not so easy to build a museum and you need a lot, lot of money. And um, the idea to build such a museum in Bremerhaven is uh, 20 years old. And, um, but it took 20 years to um, yeah, persuade everybody that it's important to build such a museum in the biggest uh, immigration port of Germany, and that is Bremerhaven. Who's visiting the museum? Um, everybody. <laughs> And um, we see that uh, a lot of pupils are coming to us and uh, a lot of uh, senior people, um, family um, researcher are coming. And um, so we have, in the last 10 months, we have um, over 200,000 visitors and a lot of families come. And because we are a sea museum, uh, it's not only that we are um, uh, only for intellectual people. We are, it's a museum for everybody. It is not just a museum in the classical sense. It invites the visitors to participate. Could you describe this a bit? Um, it's a hand-on. You can put your hands on everything in our museum. And um, we, are, we are trying to um, set the people in the situation the um, immigrants were in the 19th century. So we have um, a sailing ship, the steerage of a sailing ship, and we have the third class of a liner from 1929. And um, we have the farewell situation on the quay, and um, that's the most uh, uh, emotional point in the museum. That's the point people start crying. And um, yes, so we, are, we have uh, rebuilt something from Ellis Island, from the um, immigration station, Ellis Island. So um, 
That's the historical tour. And um, I think the idea was to say, um, if you can feel the situation, you can understand the people better. How did you find all these stories of immigrants? Um, we were doing research for three years. And um, at the moment we uh, went to the public. Um, a lot of people come to us and tell their stories. So that's the way it still goes on. And where did you get all those original exhibits from? Um, from the United States and from Germany. A lot of people um, came back to Germany and so they spent um, their suitcases, their documents, their pictures um, to the museum. Uh, and the donations um, are from the United States. We Yes, we have something from Texas, we have something from Cleveland, uh, all over the United States. Is there any other support than just donations from, uh, like practical donations from the United States? Uh, at the moment, we have cooperation with the Ellis Island Museum, and um, I think um, the network will grow. Um, we are very young at the moment, and I think uh, it will take some time to um, uh, build up a network like that. Mrs. Ike, how did the people on Ellis Island react when you came up with a plan for a museum like this in Bremerhaven? They were very, um, yeah, um, they think it's very good. And um, we are both saying we are the bookend of Ellis Island. And um, so we did uh, some exhibitions together. And it's the way people, um, the journey of the migrants, They come to Bremerhaven and then they um, landed in, at Ellis Island. So that's the way the immigrants went to the New World and that's something we want to rebuild with Ellis Island today. I'm talking to Dr. Simone Eich, the director of the German Immigration Center. Mrs. Eich, leaving your country is more than just stepping onto a ship. How do you deal with these issues of leaving your life behind in the exhibition? I tried to do that for 10 years now, and I think um, all of the uh, immigrants were very um, strong people, and they were very, uh, they had a dream. And um, that's what um, fascinates me still today, that they um, yeah, went to, to make their dream life. Alive. And that's, yeah, that's something um, very emotional. When was the biggest immigration flow through Bremerhaven? That was um, between 1888 and to the First World War. That was a time not only Germans come to, uh, came to Bremerhaven, but also people from Eastern European states like Russia and um, Czechoslovakia. So. Um, They were very mixed here in Bremerhaven. There were Germans and there were East European people. How was it for the people in Bremerhaven that the city became famous just for the emigration? Uh, I think, and that's that's something you can still feel today, Bremerhaven is, uh, is a city of farewell. And it was a city of farewell for 140 years. And um, the people in Bremerhaven always stayed behind. So um, that's... Um, if you live here in Bremerhaven, it's very interesting to see how, how the people are still uh, interested in, their, in the history of this very young city, but um, they are very proud of it. What brought you to this museum? What is your background? Um, I'm a historian. Um, I did my PhD about migration, and um, I worked in a museum, and then 
um, there was a time that this, the concept for this museum was made in Hamburg from Studio Andreas Heller. And uh, so I worked with colleagues on the concept and that was, was very interesting because we were not only uh, scientists, we were uh, designers, we were architects. So that was a very, two, very um, interesting two years to build this museum. This is not a federal or state-funded museum. Can you describe this a bit? Um, it's the only museum in Germany that is um, without any help from the state. And so um, we are a private museum and we are a typical private-public partnership project. So um, the city of Bremerhaven and the state of Bremen um, Build, um, gave the money for the museum and after the opening uh, last August um, we were um, then from a company um, a company um, yeah sponsored. sponsored the museum you're dealing every day with emigration have you ever thought about emigrating yes I, I thought about it um, there was a time when I did my PhD there was a chance to stay in Chicago and But I didn't um, do it because if I had done it, I had to uh, made a master in the United States. And that was two years. So I thought, no, okay, I go back to Germany. Do you see this museum as part of the German-American history? I think it's um, very important because um, the German-Americans, um, the numbers of them in the United States are um, 30 five millions so that's a lot of people and um, I don't think it's important to say that they are German Americans but I, I think it's important to say there's a connection between Europe and the United States and that there's a history that belongs to both and that's something in this world with the global globalization today it's very important I think um, to have a look at the roots. Are you trying to reach Americans and German immigrants abroad to come to Bremerhaven? We have uh, a colleague that is only um, doing uh, advertisement in the United States. So we are trying um, to convince the um, Americans to come here. I, I, do, I know that Neuschwanstein and Munich is very attractive, but the north of Germany is very attractive too. And... Um, I think for everybody who wants to do uh, research for his own roots and have a look where the ancestors left Europe, um, Bremerhaven and the German Immigration Center as a destination. This is Radio Goethe magazine. La Paloma is a classic, most famously in Germany at least, recorded by actor and singer Hans Albers in the 40s. And this song went around the world. Trikont Records in Munich is a label that presents unusual and interesting recordings. One of them, a series of La Paloma covers all kinds of genres and styles. Here is a selection of this great song. I'm 
hinaus auf See. Mein Kind, sei nicht traurig, tut auch der Abschied weh. Mein Herz, geht an Bord und fort muss die Reise gehen. Mein Schmerz wird vergehen und schön wird das Wiedersehen. Mich trägt die Sehnsucht fort in die blaue Ferne. Unter mir Meer und über mir Nacht und Sterne. Vor mir die Welt, so treibt mich der Wind des Lebens. Weil nicht mein Kind, die Tränen, die sind vergebens. Auf Matrosen, oh hey! Einmal muss es vorbei sein. Nur Erinnerungen an Stunden der Liebe bleibt noch an Land zurück. Braut ist die See und nur ihr kann er treu sein. Wenn der Sturmwind sein Lied singt, dann winkt mir der großen Freiheit Glück.
rivedrò il sorriso degli occhi tuoi mai più fioriranno rose nei sogni miei lo so l'ho capito adesso ma è tardi ormai lo so il bene finché ce l'hai quella che adesso muore per me d'amore mi scalda queste mani ma non il cuore piangono le mie labbra le tue carezze Que se vino tras de 
sala con cariño que en mi persona. Cuéntala tus amores viendo en mi vida. Coronala de flores que es cosa mía. Ay, chinita que sí. Ay, que dame tu amor. Today's Radio Goethe magazine, you can find us online at radiogoethe.org. The free podcast is also available through iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'm Arndt Peltner. Von Süd und zieht mich hinaus aufs See. Mein Kind, sei nicht traurig, du doch der Abschied weh. Mich ruh es an Bord und fort muss die Reise. 
Der Sturm des Lebens Wein nicht, mein Kind, die Tränen, die sind vergebens La Paloma, oh Einmal muss es vorbei sein Nur Erinnerung an Stunden der Liebe bleibt noch an Land Tja, denn meine Braut ist die See Und nur ihr kann ich treu sein Wenn der Sturmwind sein Lied singt Ja, dann winkt der großen Freiheit Glück <lacht> 